What is more important to you, excitement or a life of happy fulfillment? Or could they be the same thing? Hey, welcome to the podcast. Adele Wong here, where we explore all things related to your purpose, consciousness, and what it takes to create a life truly worth living. Recently, I had a fascinating conversation with a dog trainer who had come to my house to help me with my dog named Rudy. And let me tell you about Rudy. He is adopted from a shelter. We got him about a year ago. And he's affectionate. He's a bundle of joy. And he has some behavioral issues. He was not very well socialized in his previous life. We don't know much about his previous owner. So Rudy had a tendency to get very hyped, um, overly nervous, overly excited, full of joy and affection, and also some destructive behavior. And so we enlisted this professional dog dog trainer to help us out. I had already spent a lot of time and energy and money in terms of researching how to train a dog myself. And so I had already been doing all kinds of things that I had been told would be good for Rudy, that for a dog of his intelligence, Rudy needed a lot of mental stimulation. Uh, You certainly did not want a dog like him to get bored. And that's where all of his um, behavior problems stem from, not enough stimulation, not enough engagement. So I had invested a lot in toys, activities. I was doing all kinds of creative ways of using food uh, for training. And Rudy was still very difficult to control sometimes. So the trainer came over and the first question she wanted to know was how I had been engaging with him. And I said, well, I've been doing all these things in trying to stimulate his mind so that hopefully he's tired out and he can calm down. And she said this, she said, Adele, just because your dog is excited doesn't necessarily mean he's happy. Meaning, with humans, people tend to be happiest when they are chilling with their people and zenning out and maybe reading a good book. That that seems to be what makes people the happiest. And you don't need to keep stimulating your dog so much. And with that, a whole light bulb went off in my head. And I saw what I had been doing, that I had assumed that more engagement, keeping Rudy, you can hear him there, keeping him excited meant that he would be happier. And she was saying, actually, it's working against you because what's happening is you're raising a dog addicted to excitement, addicted to the next stimulation, addicted to the next peak experience. Can you feel into this? that this is an analogy of what's happened in our culture for many people who are trying to create more fulfilling lives, that instead of perhaps going down the route of finding people who truly get you and zenning out and just chilling and maybe reading a book, many people have resorted to more of a seeking model of excitement. The next, the next spiritual summit, the next hot toy that you can buy, the next 
peak experience or something exciting, whether it's a cruise or something enjoyable. And then when you're done with that, people often report, well, I feel flat. I need to go out and find another one. I need to buy another fancy car or house. And that, you know, there's a lovely adrenaline rush with all those things that people are using excitement to find their aliveness. How does this feel to you that people have confused that rush of excitement with true fulfillment, but what happens is eventually once the thing is over with, you're right back where you were looking for the next hit. And I see this with spiritual communities all the time where people go from event to event to event looking for another hit, another peak experience. But most of our lives are spent in non-peak experiences. In fact, the way I describe this is it's like a stew. 90% of the time, it's everyday experiences of what you're doing for a livelihood, your family, your friends, the activities of daily living. And 10% might be something exciting. Like a stew, 90% might be the meat, potatoes, onions, whatnot. And the 10% might be a little bit of cayenne pepper, paprika. It's a seasoning that makes the dish come alive in, in terms of savoring, a richness. So there's nothing wrong with seasoning or pepper or having a nice toy once in a while. But that alone will not be the the, the piece that gives you ultimate fulfillment, which is 90% of the time. Our culture kind of has it flipped that we are so engrossed with exciting things that we don't know how to be in normal state. You know, I have a client who uh, wrote a best-selling book. She came to me after writing this book. She said it had made her famous for 15 minutes on Oprah. And within not too long after that, it was back to normal, normal life. And I think it's kind of like that. That if we can focus more of our curiosity in what truly fills us, Go for the 90% rather than trying to drum up or dream up what the next 10% peak experience should be. Life was never supposed to be about constant peak experiences because then you end up like Rudy who was overexcited hyper all the time and did not know how to regulate his internal state. So we are reintroducing him to normal state, which should be more 90% of the time and 10% of the time with excitement. How does this land for you? What would happen if instead of trying to find the next paprika or the next glorious peak experience, just leaning into ordinary life experience, that that is actually where more of the richness is and what can that lead you to in terms of more of the richness rather than something very extraordinary, out of the ordinary, or flying to the Amazon to use ayahuasca, plant medicine with DMT? People do these things. But what is driving that? I think we can all agree at the end of the day, 
we all just want a fulfilling life, right? So more curiosity about every day. What, are, what is whispering in your ear? What, where is the richness? It's usually in what you're feeling, what you're feeling in your body. No one needs to fly off to the Amazon to try plant medicine. It's available to you, but I don't typically recommend it unless it's for an extreme situation. That there's a lot available right in the 90%. So this is wisdom from a canine dog trainer through Rudy to you. Over and out. Oh, and as usual, if you've enjoyed this, share this with a friend, subscribe to the channel. Thanks.